0: what's up everyone and welcome back to the wrap up this is episode 11 and we're going to be having a look at saba's last project care for me we're big fans of this so that's a bit of a spoiler for you but before we do that we'll go around and see if we've been listening to anything and i'm sure we have some news to talk about this week so yeah hope you guys enjoy it and we start with johnny
1: um yeah so well i re-listened to this album spoiler um and then a few other tracks i listened all the tracks that were sent into kind of our chat so uh i don't remember the name of the one you sent there last alex but listen to that and then listen to the spillage village track a week after (laughs) um enjoyed that quite a lot and then i listened to the saint john album because i was listening to a couple of his songs uh albums called collection one didn't really like the album as a whole uh the two songs that I listen to, I still listen to. But other than that, not really. Um, and uh, yeah, I went to that Mariba album as well. The Jungle is the only way out. But pff, I haven't really listened Beautiful to... Beautiful project. Yeah, it's really nice. Uh, I haven't really listened to anything much else other than that. I didn't listen to the Jay Cole or the no-name tracks yet. So um what about you, Alex?
2: Yeah, man. Today's... Be- I mean, not today, sorry. This week has been good as well and just in regards to listening I listened to quite a few things um I, I don't know if you guys remember Misha B she was kind of like um female rapper she kind of had like Lauren Hill vibes she she actually came she went to X Factor she was just X Factor back in I think 2011 and like her her video went viral essentially and she kind of went through the live shows and then like you know you, like you know you, like you know these artists who go into these kind of shows and some some it's kind of hit or miss but like I think Misha B was just a superstar and like, she kind of, she can, she's just been off the grid over the last couple of years. But um, what happened was she, I think the X Factor and just the whole, you know, sometimes with industry stuff, they basically kind of portrayed her as some sort of bully. And she kind of talked about that. And so she basically had an Instagram live and she kind of just talked about how, you know, the, how just her experience, like in the show and like how, you know, there's some people there who were just there for like, say clout or kind of. Like just to one up people, and like she was just saying about how she, uh, you know, uh, for her, she didn't, ha- she wasn't in 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 on that type of energy. She just always wanted to show love to people and actually just try and big up people. But she was portrayed in in, in the wrong way, and then she was just talking about how like, essentially, like it traumatized her in having that experience with X Factor, and like I think she suffered, she suffered from PTSD and had to go and like go to therapy and stuff like that. And like, just it was really interesting, just her coming out like that. And then I actually went back to some of her tracks, her most recent tracks. So she has a track called "Letter to My Sister," and then my favorite track that she has um, is called "Rosa Parks." And I don't know, I I just really like her kind of her energy. She kind of gives me a lot of like Lauren Hill vibe, especially this newer sound. Because after the X Factor, she kind of had a poppy sound. I didn't really like that, but now the last like the last two singles she released in the last two years or so um sick i'll send them on to you guys and let me know what you guys think but so that's me should be um i don't know if you guys remember her from x factor but yeah she she i listened to her la- over the week um i also checked out the anderson pack track that you sent in Kaylin, and then listened oh, yeah. to no name name no name track the other day i listened to the j cole track as well and then i listened to there's actually two two irish artists j, j-, j- LOL, released jewels Thought the track was pretty decent and then another guy, Jesse Rose from the Hair Squad, is I think he released his first single, I think second single, but first like official like debut single. I think the track was titled Moon. Really, really nice track, kind of R and B type of vibe to it. And yeah, like other than the Saba album, that's all I've been really listening to. Um, Misha B and Saba, essentially. But then all the, those other ones are just kind of the singles that I've listened to throughout the week. Um, Kaelin, what were you saying? What were you up to this week? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've been kind of just on this Saba, um, <clears throat> the Saber, um, the Saber project, and then I as well. Obviously, I'm like, J Cole and No Name Beef was just kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that that was just crazy. Uh, so Snow on the Bluff that just dropped, and obviously at first nobody really knew who he was talking about, and yeah, um, just talking about some artist who's intelligent, more intelligent than him and is he doesn't like the way she's, he, she's speaking on a certain groups of people, aka music artists that aren't talking about what's happening in the protests and stuff in America. Mm. And then he just put up a tweet straight after saying, whether it's right or wrong, I stand by everything I said and then he just added no name and said um, go follow her though, she's a leader or something like that. So it was really weird. <clears throat> it was kind of like he wasn't trying not to step on anyone's toes, but at the same time, he just outed her for absolutely no reason. Because she had mm. never mentioned him, so I didn't really know where it came from. But um, yeah, so then I went and looked to see what she was saying before he dropped it. And she was just kind of like, she has quite strong views, like she always has. So mm. she kind of gets annoyed by people that aren't, uh, well, her I think her words are more like um, artists that have put up stuff referencing Black Pride and Black Excellence all these years, but can't do as much as a retweet. I think that's what she said. And uh, she has a point. But um, Jake J- Cole's ego got the better of him, I guess, and he just came after But then she came back with Song 33 that Madlib actually produced for her and um, yeah I thought she bodied him if I'm being honest
3: because
0: <laughs> <So. laughs> his made no sense to me I didn't really understand why he did it and then hers was just like okay you've time to go into the boot and write a verse but you can't be doing anything else yeah and, uh, and she I kind of just yeah and she was, was like, like saying um, I guess your ego got hurt so yeah <clears throat> so like her points made a lot more sense to me so I'm kind of on no names uh, bandwagon I even went and listened to her last project as well so I think it's called uh, Room 25. Because I listened yeah, to Telephone before, project. and that's really fucking good. Um, but Room 25 is good as well. Obviously, there's a track with Sabah on there. I didn't know they actually had a group, Sabah, uh, No Name, and Smino. That was a bit random. They have a group uh, called Ghetto Save. Yeah, they I only saw have that, one like... track, I think, though. Hag yes, yeah. but I, <laughs> yeah, that's their group now. So that's pretty much all I've been doing this week, just getting involved in that beef or... <laughs> No reason. <laughs> man, yeah, man, life. like that.
2: Tra- what are you going to say, Johnny? The wonders of Life. <laughs> yeah, like Killin, like that, that track was interesting. Like the No Name track was like a minute 20. It was super short, but like, I, I, as you said, like I think I got more from her track than J. Cole's. J. Cole's mm-hmm. was kind of, I don't know, like I, I listened to a couple of reviews on it and I was just, like, I don't know. They were, like, I don't know. There's just a lot of, a what lot of saying. Like there's one guy that was just saying like how he kind of agrees with like like he obviously like like I don't think he knew it was no it was no name that this was being directed to but it was just saying like how I don't know I think he kind of said like maybe J Cole's like I don't know I don't know lack of basically he's just essentially saying more knowledge you know like as in obviously the, the, these people who have power to a certain degree and they're like you know obviously like uh, like these artists some of these artists are like a black black artists and stuff like that but he was he was just saying like how it's not in revolutionary, you know, like now, like a lot of, a lot of people are on the same, like, you know, in terms of this topic, a lot of people are on the same kind of playing field. It was like, we're, we're still learning about this stuff. and we're like there's, there's nothing J Cole can do right now that can, you know, you know, like deepen his understanding on this topic or th- 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 different <clears throat> things like that. But like that's, that's all that that that, that, that like he, like the one I the, the review I saw he said but he just said oh it was it was it was not right track but then obviously he hasn't responded to no name's track yeah. so maybe you know there will be there'll be more discussion once you know more and more people I couldn't see to it It'd kind
0: of go against everything he said if he did reply to her track though mm, mm, you know It'd no, kind of it just contradict what he just said um yeah cuz like even the way he started it made no like he was saying he has an average IQ and he might not be as woke as her, but kind of like, J. Cole's gotten that name for himself for being a woke like rapper. Yeah. That's kind of what he's known as now. Because yeah. I even touched on that when we were talking about the Born Sinner track, or album, yeah. sorry. I was saying that that was kind of the old J. Cole where he just, he did a lot of flexing, et etc. et cetera. But um, it went into, then he kind of transitioned into what he is now, which I would believe is like a woke rapper.
2: Yeah. Because yeah, like, you. One thing he mentioned, actually, he said that like he was like um, J. Cole kind of, you know, when you, see what you were, the way you were mentioning about the the thing where he doesn't have a high IQ, it's like using that as an excuse to not, you know, I don't know, that's what he was saying, I was like, oh, that's interesting. But like, that's why I kind of mentioned with the level playing field, like where we have, people have to actively essentially learn and not be like, oh, I don't have an IQ. Like all, all of us start from not not knowing anything. And then we educate ourselves and get you know more knowledge on different topics. So that's what that the, like, that's what the the guy the guy um the guy mentioned. Let me see if I can pull him up here. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: were mentioned He's as well. Um, the artists that they'd coming back. Uh, no name. It was quite a lot. of them. Like oh, okay. uh, Saba, Mick Jenkins, Chance. They all like obviously they're all Chicago guys, but um they took it like they made it clear that they're with her on this one. <laughs> yeah, which is fair yeah. enough. Like.
2: Do you guys know Sean? His name is Sean C. Uh, I've yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy. And one, one thing I forgot to mention was the, the, the Jesse Rose track was Bloom. So sorry, Jesse, if I got that wrong. Um, It's Bloom, not, not Moon. I don't know why I wrote Moon there. But yeah, <laughs> <it's> my... <laughs> Fair.
0: <clears throat> we get into care for me then? Yeah,
2: cool. Let's do it.
0: Cool. I'll give a bit of background on Saba first. So... <coughs> Birth name Taj Malik Chandler, who's was born in 1994, West Side Chicago. From a young age, he was playing the piano before he got involved in hip hop. He's also the co-founder of a kind of a music collective called Pivot Gang, that he references a lot. It includes his brother Joseph, his friend MFN Mello, and then his late cousin John Walt, who was actually fatally stabbed back in 2017. And we hear Saba obviously talk about that a lot in his music, and particularly this album itself. <clears throat> Saba has then made countless appearances with other Chicago artists that I've kind of briefly mentioned just there, like uh, Chance, No Name, Mick Jenkins, et cetera, et cetera. And um, yeah, the first time I heard of uh, Saba was actually on Chance's uh, Acid Rap. I think it's the track Everybody Something. And. Um, then after that, it was Alex you put me on to the what's it book list project? I think it was photosynthesis. That was the first track I heard of his. The rest and, is history. Uh, yeah, the rest is history. Those <laughs> three actually had the pleasure to go see him perform Care for Me Live, which would have probably been what two years ago. Yeah, it was March 2018. Yeah, <sighs> yeah just after. And this dropped in 2018 as well. So yeah, crazy.
2: Crazy. <clears throat> um
0: yeah, so that's about all I have for him. I think um, I'll let you guys talk a bit about him more, just because right, we hold him in high regards. So, Alex, what you want to say about Saba?
2: No, he's he's a G. Honestly, like um, it's weird because like I don't know if you guys for me like with Saba and like the whole Chicago scene. Like it's like you know obviously they have like a, 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 they're so talented and they all kind of you know they're super like for me they're like they're probably the best right now. They're killing it. In, in um in in the states, I think they're do, they're doing their thing. Just a lot of consistency coming out. But in regards mm-hmm. to Sab, like I've always I, I've always he's always been like for me. It's just been features that I've noticed his his um just his like him like as you mentioned um with Chance. I think there's a track I, le- I listened to earlier as the, the Angels. Angels, I, like, yeah. Like I didn't realize like I didn't realize until after. It's like Sab was actually on that as in the hook. I was like oh cool. And then like I don't know if you guys know the track. You, you know, you, killing you mentioned you listened to Telephone. You know the shadow. Shadow oh Mantra such a good track oh it's like saba's good. verse S- saba and Smino's verse, six so little like little glimpses of him like that and then like listen to photosynthesis and then from there like i was just like i was just in love with with him as an artist um such a cool guy and it was honestly a pleasure seeing him live um two years ago it's crazy so it's been two years ago um mm. but yeah like that's that's really it like and then from there then i kind of I, I I briefly looked at bucket list and then I re I really invest a lot of time in 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 this in in this project now. So that's really me. That's kind of my kind of background on Saba. Kind of just glimpses here and there, and then eventually I just kind of jumped into a project and I never looked back. Johnny,
1: um, what are you saying? Yeah, it was probably you that put me on him, Alex. Um, whenever I hadn't I hadn't actually properly listened to the album, even when I had seen when I seen him live. I think was that the. Is that when, I think that's when me and you met, Caelan. Potentially. Was that the first time I met? I don't remember, but it was around that time in a way. Um, that's cute. Yeah, no, man, date. <laughs> um, <laughs> Bromance things. Uh, but I, I didn't even know the album that well uh, at all. But, I, man, I loved the concert. And then, obviously, afterwards, um, listened to the album, listened to Bucket Project as well. And then, I don't know, I've just been following them properly since so like i've seen all this kind of feature tracks as well but um he's he's planning to and i'm pretty confident he will be like releasing another album late summer um as he's pretty much been working on it all for like at least all of this year i know he always puts up instagram lives so i'm pretty excited for that because he's he's always like one of the more consistent artists he doesn't really Mm -hmm. put put tracks on an album that are like your question why is this here? so far, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm yeah. a big fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sick. So we'll go into the first track then on care for me and it's a uh, busy slash sirens and it features the mind Um Alex, what do you think about this track?
2: Oh yeah, this track is sick. Um, I like the, just the vibe, um, just, it kind of kind of sets the tone, you know, from just the straight away. Um, like, like for just from the lyrics. Start off with the lyrics. Like he goes, "Jesus got killed for our sins." Walter got killed for a coat. I'm just trying to cope, but but it, but there's a part of me gone. And then it, like the hook is just really, it's very, I don't know. It's kind of, you know, it's for me it kind of. It's it kind of just has that thing of like you know, like obviously he's kind of in this state. You know, he's kind of like you know, essentially like going through the motions. You know, um trying to figure out like you know as tr- it like like you know he's mourning essentially like, I, like that's the kind of sense I got from it especially listening to it after a couple of times and mm-hmm. really like investing time in this in his story and like you know listening to the album over and over again you kind of sense that from the beginning um which I thought was really really powerful and yeah like the productions really really like just super super nice um like he kind of has you know like that kind of like I think Chicago have this kind of sound it's like you know this the drums are just very quirky and they kind of have I don't know, it just it like it kind of loops itself. And I just like yeah. some of the some of the like the ambient pads and the vocal samples he had throughout. And mm. then like the um the beat switch to 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 sirens, like sirens on l a Hey, like that um that's like I thought that was a cool transition to and then his flow was just really nice in this as well. Yeah, I thought it was a really good track. I think it fit really well. Um some good lyrics and yeah, like I thought it was really, really good, a good start from the project. Um, Johnny, what were you saying?
1: Yeah, I it's probably my favorite track of Saba. Um uh i i don't know i just really enjoyed it i've i think it was one of my top tracks from last year as well um it's kind of was it's one of those split tracks so it's pretty much two songs in one um and you you said caitlin uh with his cousin getting killed like this kind of that theme is big like really evident on the album especially like man um him going through depression and whatnot and all that like you hear it in later tracks but like him having like everything he kind of wanted and then it off, um just at, at this event um there's a lot of like he, a lot of his lines aren't that subtle but the way he kind of um executes them or whenever he's actually um speaking you don't hear them like there's so many lines that i hadn't heard in this track even though i'd listened to it so many times and actually tried to listen um but they're they're not actually subtle lines so it's like uh uh, I call them. I'm bad at texting, um, and then uh, it's like before that they all got plans, and then at the very last line in the first one is like in this packed room I'm alone. So they're 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 very like blunt, but whenever you're listening to it, they don't sound that way, which is kind of nice. Um, mm, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I I never <laughs> like you never. I never listen to this track, and I'm like, geez, man, you can't say that. <laughs> um, and then like that, it, it's kind of. Like it's theme by theme. I think this, this, uh, this is almost like an essay, like question one, question two, um, where it's, uh, the second one's kind of about him and a girl. And then the last one goes into like kind of that, that lifestyle, the stereotypes and what, what he's kind of, um, what he'd experience from like even at the minute with the, the whole like, um, Black Lives Matter and the police brutality and all thing. Um, Whereas, like, what I'm trying to get the line now, uh, is like, if if I run, then I look bad, and because um, I know they serve and protect, but they think I'm serving, or, or they think my cell phone's a weapon, <laughs> and then um, I don't know. There's just so many lines in the in the second part of the song. Um, the one, the, I think that there is a very hard hitting line is like, heard the robber wore a black mask. I fit the description, aka. <laughs> censor me um but yeah man, i think it's a savage track i love it I, I could listen to this on repeat for for like an hour straight and not get bored not
0: to same really really <laughs> strong track um yeah very strong intro and what you were saying alex about that chicago sound i think the thing with a lot of chicago artists is that they tend to have very simple instrumentals and rely a lot on their voice because mm. there's some really interesting sounds that you get from Chicago, like No Name, Saba, Chance like, and Mick Jenkins. Like, You know straight away who it is on a track, I think. A lot of the times they have a really distinct sound to them yeah, with their voice. And uh, I think that's good. It draws all the attention to what they're saying, mm. which works really well for Saba, especially in this album. Cause, and what you were saying as well, Johnny, he manages to kind of say things that are blunt, but you don't take it in that yeah. way. He starts this whole thing like the first line is I'm so alone. Like, that is literally what he's starting with, and there's still a good bounce to the track, like, you still enjoy it, like it's really entertaining. And uh, yeah, yeah I think he does a really good job with this one. And then the next track was um, Broken Girls, which I also really like, but um, I'll start with you, Johnny.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a very um, it's very kind of catchy hook on it, even though at times like it. Uh, like what we were saying last week about the repetition, sometimes you can get into like um you can fall into a trap when you're repeating a certain word too many times, so I think it works on this hook, um and then for what he's doing, yeah, uh, and then kind of gets lazy as well, in a few of the like <laughs> lazy in a good way um for pronunciation, um, I don't know, it's a I think it's a really strong um follow up track again, it's <laughs> kind of going into the same theme about like him not coping very well after the loss of his cousin Even the first lines like really I'm broke myself and I think she might help with the double meaning of he probably like well it has a double meaning of having no money but at the same time he did have a bucket list project which did pretty well so still could have still could have blown it but it has the double meaning of like broke as a man and broke in that way and then putting it all on this one person to hope for the best Um, mm-hmm. I don't know it's just Again, what I was saying in the other track, uh, things that are like very hard hitting, but they don't really come across that way. Uh, And I don't know, like, even most people wouldn't even say the word depression. They wouldn't, it would be taken up the wrong way from a lot of people. Um, It's like conversations about depression, confrontation, because we care too much about each other. It's, I don't know. I think it's very realistic. Like if anyone's kind of had any between what one person experiences to another. So I don't know. Like I feel in that way, it's very relatable to a lot of people um, at the minute. But I don't don't know. I just, I think the track's really nice. Uh, As you were saying, it's just very like, it's got a nice bounce to it. And you're saying about the last track, I think the whole album most of the way Uh, is just very easy Mm -hmm. to listen to. Um, I don't know what
2: you're saying, Alex. Yeah, man, it's, yeah, you, you spot on, man. Like, agree with what you're saying there. I think even, I, I think with Saba, it's just, you know, his tonality, like, of his voice. Like, I think that, that's probably why it gives that impression where it's like, you know, it, it's his voice is nice, is, is is nice to listen to. So then it's kind of like, you know, you can, you can just have it in the background or you can actually consciously listen and then actually dissect it more and more. Mm-hmm. But I think it ha- he has that balance where like, it's, you know, it's it's kind of like he's saying he's actually saying something, but then at the same time, there, you know, there's actually a, a tone to it that is kind of like you know listenable as well. So I think it's very difficult to do that. You know, sometimes it's, you have to compromise the the tone of your voice or, or like the what you're saying to to to, to get like to, to actually prove a point. But I think he does it really well. Um, I really like the track. I really like the premise of the track. And as you mentioned, Johnny, like how you know he's trying to use like this girl to, essentially like you know as a as a way of numbing the pain he's going through. Um, I think the line you mentioned about the confrontation line, I like the line he goes, um, we know it ain't permanent, but but temporary. And I just said for pleasure there essentially. And then he goes, um, really I snatched the soul. Um, which I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, kind of that kind of that kind of you know perspective. And then he goes, um, I think he goes, um, Herbering feels feels for for yeah, like her feels for for niggas. Um you um I think, who, who hurt you, um, kind of that kind of toxic cycle, essentially, you know, and like, obviously, he doesn't feel like he's, he doesn't feel like he's, you know, he's doing her justice. And it's kind of reciprocal as well, you know, being in that relationship. And obviously, at the same time, you're mourning your, your friend and kind of all these different emotions. And just the way you capture that and even like the hook, the hook's very simple, as you mentioned. And I think it just works really well. And Yeah. Like the production was really nice, it was very chill. Um, I, I really like the outro as well. The outro was just really nice, just a little, little, bit, little bit of variety there. But yeah, really, really good track. Um, really honest, really vulnerable as well. And um, yeah, really enjoyed the track. Um, Kayla, what were you saying about this, this track?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Just honest. Um, he's like that in all his tracks, but coming into the second one, it's kind of a weird, um, I wouldn't say taboo, but just the way he's speaking about like. How how he treats women at times. Uh it's the the fact he can reflect on it and say he's wrong for almost like he is wrong for doing it in a lot of ways. Like he says he fetishizes all their problems, which mm. is interesting. Mm. Um, like the fact that he's interested in these girls because they're broken as well. Mm, um yeah. but then touching on as you were saying, that's like how you consciously look into it. But then just to listen to this track is also really, really nice. Um, mm. Especially in verse two, you kind of see him testing out his vocal range, but it works so well. Uh And then he kind of brings it back into a lazy flow again. And yeah, he just kills it for me in this one. The hook for me—I always complain about repetitive hooks, <laughs> but I think it like it makes sense for this track. Like he's talking about all the girls that he's going through, so repeating the word "girls" it just makes sense. Like he's—it is easy to listen to, so it doesn't bother me too much.
2: Kayla's uh, like, oh, there's, there's nothing sexy about that voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's not
3: trying to be sexy,
2: man, that's the thing. <laughs> Shout out uh, to B-Sport. <laughs> he's not going to let him be. Sorry, 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 man. man I'm just so fucking retiring. So... <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no, overall, great start to this project. Anyways, and then, Moving into kind of a heavier bounce with uh, this track, "Life," one of my favorite tracks from Saba. Uh Johnny, what about you? Yeah, no. So, and this track is,
1: uh, yeah, as you said, a uh, savage. It's proper, different feel to the first two tracks. It's like it's a lot of a heavier track, um, and it doesn't even feel out of place. Uh, just that drum in the background, it's just uh, it just works so well. And then some of the lines in this are even the, the opening lines like i got angels running away i got demons on me i know pack was 25 and then i know jesus was 33 33 mental like <laughs> um <laughs> very different uh words to be rhyming like <laughs> kind of never kind of heard of those in that context really that well i've heard the pack one but um i don't know i thought i thought it was sick and then even even in the same verse, again, it's like they want a barcode on my, on my wrist to auction off the kids that don't fit their description of a utopia. It's just proper, proper. This, this track is a lot blunter, definitely. Uh, even his um, delivery of it makes it a lot blunter, mm-hmm. but it fits it fits the instrumental and like the, the way it's produced. Um, and then, I don't know, the hook is. It's not something I would call like the way is the way it's performed is catchy, but like if you were to actually read it, you'd be like, this wouldn't work <laughs> if you're just to read it off. But it works so well, like anytime the the hooks um got uh, is said, like I would go it's actually like a proper verse and then the post course or the post hook is unreal. Uh I just I think it's such a good track. Um Ah uh, yeah, I I love this track, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. man. Alex,
2: you can go go ahead with my brain. mum. I got my granddaddy soul. <laughs> like it's a, no, it's sick. Um, no, honestly, this track is. I think I think this. Was, I think this was the only single, if I believe that came out. I remember this track came out first. I think from the the whole project, and I remember seeing the video and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, song was so good. Um, as you mentioned, Johnny, like. You know like you know like the dun, 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 dun. like that kind of like loop violin type of thing was really sick. And then the, the, the 808 drums just worked super super well. And like yeah, like th- those those lines you mentioned were sick. And like even after that, the, like after the Jesus line he goes, um I, I just I, I tell like he, he goes I like I tell death to to keep a distance. Cause I think at this mm. point, I think his uncle. His uncle passed, and then his, um, and then Walter as well, which is crazy, you know. And like, you know, feeling anxious, and like he goes, I like this other line. He goes, Congress call itself religious. The rich, the rich are getting richer. We, um, like we're just trying to live our life, you know. And then um, he goes, like I see, I like I see Walter body cold. Wish I um, wish um, I could, I I could trade it for, with mine, you know. That kind of you know feeling like he needs, or like kind of feeling, I don't know. like that could have been him but obviously he feels like you know he 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 wanted to take like he wanted to be a replace he wanted to like be replacement instead of walter you know um which i thought was really really like kind of it's just it's just sad and like you know it's kind of like wrapping up the life you know that kind of you know you could say maybe the gang culture in chicago and like that kind of you know i don't know like it's actually it's actually a reality for a lot of people over there and like it's you know it's crazy like how I was really young and having to experience, you know, like deaths like that, of of that type of manner, you know, like it's, it's, it must be, you know, a lot to take in, you know, and it's, 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 it's the thing I like about this track, it kind of, it has a mainstream feel to it. But the fact that he's actually saying this type of stuff in the track itself is really, really like, it's just, it's just really, really, it's good to see. It's good to see. And it's, it's, it's kind of like, that's why I really appreciate you know, like Saba and like this track in particular, it's just a very honest track. Plus, it kind of has the replay value. Plus, it has the conscious element. Plus, it, you know, it just has—it's very relevant to a lot of people. And like you know, like, you know, you can kind of—I don't know—just appreciate what he's what he's saying on the track. And it's just really honest. And I just love the honesty throughout the project. And this track in particular is really, really honest. And I just really like the track. I think it's really, really good. And yeah, um, Caitlin, what are you saying about this one, man?
0: yeah as I said already. I love this track, but um, I think this is one where he uses the tone of the like the sound of the track and to match the message like um mm. it's really heavy, dark, and what he's talking about is just him being blunt and talking about as he said like um, it's kind of like hes saying death is following him like mm. it they one where his uncle his uncle died just after coming out of prison, so he was in prison for his childhood, and then when he came out, he died a year later. And then, um, crazy. Yeah, the thing with his cousin as well, saying he wish he could swap places. I think it's more of like a, a survivor's guilt nearly mm. that you get. Like a lot of rappers touch on that. Obviously, Kendrick has touched on survivor's guilt, but it's all in a different light. Whereas this yeah. one is very much on the nose of like he survived an incident that could have happened to anyone because it was pretty much mistaken identity. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's yeah. It's it's crazy, but um, the the chorus what he does as well. The chorus like it's obviously long. It touches into a post chorus and bridge as well. It just gets heavier, heavier, and then the bridge is very mellow, and then into the various verse again. So it like as long as it is, it's not repetitive at all. It's I actually really liked it, and I could listen to this track over and over. As Johnny said yeah. with the original, the busy and sirens. I got this with life. Um. Yeah, so great job on his part up to this point. And then um we move into calligraphy. What do you think of this one, Alex?
2: Yeah, man, this one was was, was good. Um I thought it was was pretty good. Um I I just really liked the production was really nice. They had a kind of, you know, the kind of piano feel to it. Kind of it just it was just very kind of I don't know it wasn't it wasn't as it wasn't as like stark or like very it wasn't like it it was kind of like a little break from life not life in general but you know what I'm saying like with life the track and um (laughs) yeah like I like some of the lines here he goes um we cannot bury all all the fucked up shit that we've been through while while god 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 keeps us here um like I just like the whole thing he's kind of tying the calligraphy thing he goes hieroglyphics I see them on uh, on on I I see the wall they, that they, they they're writing, but I but I build a wall in my head, and then um, it's like right in a way, right in know way, you know, like that, that kind of. I think this kind of this kind of basically like maybe using rap as a as a, some sort of therapy is what I kind of got from it, you know, and like I think this kind of you know I think him putting his energy into the the music kind of helped him cope essentially, you know, and yeah, like I thought it was really really good. It, it, like it, it's one of those tracks where like. Like it's not a track like I would come back to like let's say like but in context of the album, I wouldn't skip it if that makes sense um, I think it works really well, it's a solid track, um the drums are really nice, and then like just the I don't know, it's just it's just a beautiful track, um yeah, really really nice, really nice message behind it, and it's just it's again like very very emotional in in sense like you know like all this just seems really raw, and he's trying to find like ways of coping and I think. You know, going from the contrast of like broke the broken girls track to this, it's like this is kind of the stuff where it's more positive. And it's like he's actually using that energy to number one, like, you know, you know, kind of, you know, showing that he's actually, you know, he's human and and obviously he's going through this, 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 this hard thing in his life. And it's kind of, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes when you look at people who are like superstars or whatever. Sometimes we hold people on a pedestal and think they're not human beings. But the fact that he's able to write a track like this and actually say, "Okay, you know, I'm actually suffering, and I music. has given me an escape and a good escape." And it's kind of like we've been kind of, he's kind of, you know, we've been blessed, and as essentially to be able to hear a track like this, it's actually really, it's unreal, you know. So yeah, that's all I have to really say. I'm just rambling on, but John, what are you saying about calligraphy?
1: Yeah, same, same kind of what you're saying there. Like, it's a really nice track, and if I, I usually. As whole, I don't like most of the time because it's easy to listen to. Um, And I would never skip the track. Um, Probably isn't a track I'd put into a playlist or something like that um, of Mm -hmm. like tracks I really want to listen to all the time. But like when I'm listening to the album, the hook in the song is really catchy. It's like, ride it away, ride it away. I just got tired of running away. Like it's it's really catchy. And it's just really like calm. Again, sticking with that like theme of um, my, like depression, pretty much. Uh, verse two is like, I'm not mad at God. I just can't get out of bed. My best friend obituary uh, hang on my wall by the dresser. I'm trying to see it as a life lesson. No time for morning on my schedule. It's, like, There's a lot of double meanings, and it's seriously hard-hitting. But uh, unlike life and pretty much like the first two tracks, you don't really hear it that clearly whenever like, not that he's not well pronounced but you don't really like take it that bluntly when you're listening to it um even though he's pretty much got his best friend's newspaper headline <laughs> beside him all the time like just mad depressed day eh? but like you don't really hear that in the track because like the instrumental is really nice uh deliveries not set setups like it is in life that it's just going to like be incredibly blunt and you're just gonna be like that. I don't. I don't know. I thought it's really, really well done. Again, um, really nice track. I think so far the album is incredibly strong, so.
0: Kaylin, sick man. Yeah. Um, like you said, for me it was kind of a more forgettable track in in this album. But like that's saying more about the rest of the album, I think, than it is about this particular song. Um, like I do like what he did with it, kind of using like the importance of writing to help him like feel anything to write away the pain for him even and uh he used just used as a metaphor for the entire track and it's pretty cool but as he said it wouldn't be something I'd rush back to all the time and in the album itself like it's not an issue listening to it. <clears throat> but um it felt it actually felt a bit longer for me than life even though or actually it felt like um it was quite small despite life being a shorter track as in he got more said in the track previous mm. but uh if like it'd be looking to fault it even though like i really don't hate the track at all it just doesn't do as much as the others have up to this point but mm. then it moves into the next track fighter which he kind of talks about altercations he's faced in the past and uh yeah i really like this track too so johnny what do you what do you think about this one yeah i really like this track um it's kind of funny whenever I this is
1: kind of one of his more storytelling tracks Um, and whenever I listen to the album first this is kind of one of the tracks I would have put at the back kind of I'm not really that interested in it but the more I listen to it the more I enjoyed it Um, again it's kind of it's kind of what you said last week Caelan whenever you're like you like a (laughs) like a happy kind of beat production style on a really depressing track Um, it's Sabah's kind of got that the, thing. The
0: contradiction kind
1: Yeah, of. he always contradicts like the way his track sounds to what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. This sounds like a really nice track. <laughs> um, uh, it just sounds like a really nice track, even though it's kind of not... Well, it's not It's not in a bad way, but it's kind of like, yeah, things he's pretty much experienced before. Um, and then imagery in this track is very, very strong. Storytelling, like... Um I dropped to the floor uh, the floor while calling for help in grandmother's house the next hit he punched me in my mouth. I can't believe I'm on the ground, and uh, it's like I tried to run I gambled I'm ugly crying in public, but um <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't know I've never been in a fight before, I never wanted to, but man, like i can uh, I can appreciate and understand in a in a level like where he's coming from in in that sense, like it's very well painted out, it's very clear, very vivid um and then the the hook in the song is really simple uh but again it's like it's really nice like
3: i don't wanna fight no
1: it's just i don't know it's just really nice um and then the verses on this are quite long in terms of like length (laughs) but uh i don't know i i enjoyed it and then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh and then <laughs> um I don't know, it's just I just enjoyed it. And then even the at the end of the uh the end of the second verse is kind of like about I think it's about him and a girl, was it? Him and a girl talking. Yeah. And then uh the the last the pretty much the last line in the second verse is proper. Like I would say most people can relate to it is like I know you yeah. think you're listening, but you're just waiting to talk. Um, and that's what she's saying to him. And I think everyone's both experienced that and done it <laughs> where you're, you're either in an argument with someone or, and they're saying something and all oh, you want to do the whole time, say what you want to say and you're having a thing. It's like us on this podcast. Yeah, essentially
0: like <laughs> um, pretty much. I don't give a shit what John's saying. I'm contradicting like, yeah, yourself by yeah, yeah. listening
1: to me.
3: <laughs> uh
1: but uh yeah, that's, yeah, good track. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, you can, can see no, I know you <laughs> it's, it, it's,
2: it's, it's my turn now. Yeah. No, like I like this. It's like touch my brother, I'm beating your ass. Like I like that. kinda of, it kinda of reminds me of the remember the Bullies track last week. Yeah man, <laughs> you didn't I'm like the battle of the game. you hate this one too? <laughs> no, this one this one was a tune, man. I like this a lot. Um no, like like as you mentioned, Johnny, like I think Kiri he kind of shows he kind of shows off his kind of storytelling. And it's so, it's so like the imagery, as, as you mentioned, was just, is just unreal. It's relatable as well. Obviously, like I haven't really been in many, I haven't been, a fight, I think I've been in maybe one or two fights since, you know, like in school, but not, not, nothing too crazy. And yeah, like I, I didn't get battered, battered. Thank God. I was the one who was like, you know, I still stood, stood my ground. Thank God. So, <laughs> <laughs> But, um, no, I'm, like doing the, that <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um no like verse one where he goes um he's talking about kind of basically him and like his neighbor and like and then he goes yeah touch my brother I'm beating your ass and he goes so I fucked up his brother <laughs> um <laughs> to see what to, to see what she she about and then it's funny that on the contrary with um I think there's, a, there's someone called Cell um he gets battered like and then he kind of and then he kind of, kind of talks I think and then he talks about his granddad and then he says like how um like basically the, the, like how they didn't speak and all this kind of stuff and then i don't know it, it just it was very, very well written it kind of had those three because it's say three acts in the in, in the actual in the in the song it's very very well put together you know um yeah it's just a very very good good track and as you mentioned johnny with the it kind of had even like you know the very intro that kind of had like that we were kind of like a, par, a, a arpeggiator kind of sci-fi feel to mm. it and it didn't really match the, the topic, but it works really well. And even like, remember I was saying with the kind of Chicago sound, with like the unorthodox kind of a drum pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, was It's just very kind of groovy, but then it has this kind of repetitive bounce to it. It kind of has like a weird offbeat feel to it. Um, and I also just, I I love the outro. You know and I think he remember when he was performing this he had the auto tune as well me and the in the top down yeah and a, yeah like I like that like that's just like just um that kind of switch in in sound as well which kind of gave it um kind of a good variety and then um is it Kai Kaina is her name or Kayana she she does her thing as well in, in the yeah. chorus so yeah thought it was a good track another solid track. I think this one definitely one of my favorite favorite tracks on the project. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaylin, you said you liked it. What, what, what were you saying?
0: Like, why, why did you like the track? And yeah. explain yourself, yeah. Explain yourself, man. For me, it was kind of like, um, I think you were saying that Johnny that it comes across like it's a positive thing, but it's not really. For me, it kind of seemed like it was. He was kind of just like a childish thing, like starting off. Mm. It is very childish, like, he's having fun when it, talking. Like, that's why the verses are so long, it's just in storytelling which he is very good at, as we see later on. But, um, yeah, starting off very childish, and then kind of, like, as it gets on and on, it's him growing up, I'm taking it as, and he's coming into these altercations with different people in his life, and then finally, in verse 3, it's kind of his altercation with himself, kind of him fighting depression, where he says, I'm fighting myself to get out of bed, I'm fighting myself to get out of bed, I'm fighting myself, and then moves into that hook again with, however you say, Alex Kana. Um but yeah, the hook is very mellow. Very, it's so short but, and mellow, but it just works perfect. Uh, yeah, it's a simple enough track. Like The whole theme of the track is pretty simple. The hook is simple, and it's just him storytelling, but he does it perfectly, if I'm being honest. Um, so one of my favorite tracks on this album. And then it moves into probably one of my least favorite, but not by far. One I don't hate it by any means, but yeah, Smile. Um, Johnny, what do you think of Smile? Man, I was expecting you to love the hook in the song.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Positive vibes only. There we
1: go. Smile.
3: Smile. Smile.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, this is kind of like the opposite to Fighter. So at the start, when I first listened to it, I was like, I really like this track. And I still do like it, but not as much anymore. kind of It does fall into that trap where it is the same word r- repeated. The the whole time. I do like the pre-course in the track though. Um yeah, so yeah, I, the pre-course is definitely a strong point. Um West Side of Chicago. Yeah, it's it's just nice. <laughs> so it's kind of like this. Yeah, this, so mellow, yeah, so this dr- like this dreamy kind of thing. Um but uh and even a couple lines in it is like our parents are south. And if I make a million dollars, ooh
2: dollars <laughs> <make it> <laughs> in the south <laughs> so- <laughs> And now, or smile, <laughs> smile. <laughs> That's where you kill it. <laughs>
3: um,
2: oh shit! Yeah, it's it is one
1: of the tracks. It's probably like it's not one of the tracks I'd be overly excited about if it come on now. But uh, at the same time, in context of the album, I'm not going to skip it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of. I think it's just a track he enjoyed enjoy doing it. it's not it's like out of yeah. the album is probably this and one of the other songs probably the the songs i've listened to the least um so but I, I don't know it's still it's still good i would not say this is a bad song by any means um i would say he just man he was just he, he was on those good vibes you know he wanted to he wanted to raise your spirit it's kind of like when someone says yawn or someone yawns in your face like what are you gonna do <laughs> So whenever someone says smile, says it 12 times in a row, what are you going to do?
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Alex, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> no, nah, man, like I I, th- I think in terms of the project, one thing I just noted was like, you know, it kind of had like, you know, obviously the gloomy feel to it with like, you know, him kind of mourning um, his, his his cousin's death. And like this kind of for me just lifted, lifted the spirits up in context of the project. I think for me, it fit really well. Like just thematically, um, you know, kind of, you know, despite of all this stuff, like I think some of the lyrics, for example, it goes, my mama told me when we die, we go to heaven, you know, that sense of hope. And then he goes, um, I put, I, I think he says my, I put my family in a hotel when they couldn't p- pay the lights. And then he goes, oh, this kind of thing, either the refrain or like near the kind of near the end, he goes, um, my grandpa I think my my grandma I think from Pink Hill my granddad from Houston and if I make a million dollars we move in but that was really nice so just kind of the sentiment of the track yeah. was really really nice um his flow was really good it kind of gave me it kind of gave me um, Code of the Friends vibes um in a way like you actually listening it to it like again no 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 actually no like <laughs> I never said I never said the H word man so stop 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 no, you must say nine, you lastly disliked it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no like uh, like like as you mentioned, Johnny, it's one of those tracks where it, it's you wouldn't like. It's not. It's in context of the album, it works really well. But in terms of a track by itself, I wouldn't want to really go back. But in context of the album, it works well. You know, it kind of gives. It just lifts that mood a little bit. It's not as gloomy. It's not as kind of you know. It's not as depressing. If that makes sense in terms of the context of the album. But overall, it's it's, it's decent. It, it fit really well on the on the track and on the track. Yeah, sorry, on the album you um, don't know what I'm saying, but
0: yeah,
2: Um, yeah. So, Kaylin, what were you saying about this? She said you didn't like this.
0: I, I said it was my least favorite.
2: <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry about so, that. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> uh, but no, I didn't Accus- like accusations it. Accusations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought, like, I get the idea of what he was doing. As you're saying, in the context of the album, it works. Like, some uplifting within the album. Um, as we were saying before with him, it was like it's something you can put on a lot of his songs are something you can put on the background. And then when you look into it, it's like oh, a new song again. It's like there's two parts to the songs. But this one putting it on in the background, I found it repetitive. If it feels longer than it has to be. And then um when I looked into it, there wasn't actually a whole lot to look into. I by no means do I hate the song or anything. It was just that. Uh, it was just kind of a forget, but like a track that I really wouldn't go back to. And I get what he's saying, and reflecting on a happier time, but yeah, it just, it was just there. It wasn't really anything special for me. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But then we had a Logout, which um, features Chance the Rapper, which is clearly one of his big influences. Well, I think it's obvious in his sound, but um, Alex, what do you think of Logout?
2: Yeah, man, it was sick. It was sick. I I I I think it kind of fits. You know. You know this age. You know. Yeah. Um. Hundred percent. Like you know. Like I'm. I'm really grateful that. Like I don't know that I got to experience life. You only had Wi-Fi up until. No wifi <laughs>
0: up until a week ago. <laughs> no,
2: man, you know what I'm saying? So like I was. I was
1: enjoying the. So it doesn't want to build the, the computer. The
2: <laughs> <laughs> man, I got like I'm. I'm happy about that. I survived this long without proper Wi-Fi, guys. So yeah. Um we're upgrading we're upgrading out here. But anyways, not like I think it just fits, it just fits in this kind of um it kind of just talks about I I think anyway, like the, this fast-paced society, like you know, that kind of thing, you know, it kind of our our attention spans. It kind of touches on all those kind of um themes. Um It goes, um some of the lines here are really good. Um he goes, If I can if if I cannot log in, um um they start a rumor that 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 I got shot a day ago. Um, which is, which is, which is, which I thought was, was funny, but at the same time, you know, it kind of, it's true as well for especially high profile, high profile people. And then he goes, um, 280, um, 280, you posting your story from, from 290. Um, to, like basically I was, you know, like I heard two sides of the story is what he was saying, which, which I thought was, was really, was really interesting and kind of just referring to what I just mentioned there. Um, yeah, I thought like, honestly, really good track. Um, the chance feature didn't chance didn't really do much for me, but he kind of he did like you know he was just you know he had every he had like the refrain everybody and he had a little spiel everybody little spiel everybody you know that kind of thing which works well with the track mm-hmm. like I think it complements the track but it doesn't really do anything special for me with chance but I thought Saba's flow was crazy in the hook like the hook was ridiculous the way he was able to execute that hook was just unbelievable I I felt the hook he did really really well with the hook um and yeah the production was nice. Um yeah, it was it was a really nice track, like one of the more memorable memorable tracks on the project and obviously having that chance feature can you know get get more listeners listening to it as well. So I think he definitely showcases his talent on this track a lot and yeah, I thought it was a really good track, good lyrics, good production, you know, good overall message behind it and you know so like this this kind of it kind of like kind of touches away a little bit from the theme of the album but it kind of fits as well at the same time. And I think even the, the last two tracks kind of do that a little bit. And I think that works, you know. Like sometimes, you know, like if he was just talking about him being down, 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 down all the time, it w- I think it would have. It would have been. It would have had a greater, a less effect than I think it does at this point. I think this is what I needed as a listener at this point. Just a little bit of a little bit of upliftment from smiling and this track, you know. Yeah. So that's hmm. that's me, Johnny. What are you
1: saying? Yeah, it's a good song. Uh partially agree with what you said like it's it is a difference in theme but it's like incredibly related to um especially nowadays like i don't know about you but i was talking to a couple of the boys i hate instagram now it's so shit um and like this track just i know has a lot of different things my god this is so shit uh all this like you just have it's it's like i hate twitter for the reason that everyone just expresses their opinion but it's a real hive mind (laughs) and like everyone agrees and if anyone has to say like they just get um cancelled <laughs> it's just keeping in the culture and like instagram's kind of turning into that <laughs> i was saying, it, I was saying it, it's like uh where it's not even worth it to go on to like see the things that you enjoy anymore <laughs> but uh what do you enjoy Man, some just some lovely photos of grass <laughs> There you, go. I, uh, there you go no it's like you have the, like uh, no offense to anyone but and it's kind of taken a dig at me a couple of years ago but like influencer is the worst type of celebrity out there it's just like it's, here,
2: here we go it's, yeah man it's
1: not it's, you're not a celebrity buckle up guys uh, buckle up. it's not a celebrity you're, you're born good looking well done um <laughs>
0: <laughs> skip ahead seven minutes to come back <laughs> to my opinion on Logo.
1: i knew i was going on a tangent here
0: um, ta- ta-
1: time stop time- oh, no don't, right, no, <laughs> don't
3: worry
1: i'm relating it all back it's like uh oh, whereas it's at the end of the first verse i think um this kind of is properly like um it's like yeah i'll be your friend but you cannot follow me whereas like you send someone a follow request. It's like it might be your friend or someone you met, and then it's like it comes up in your notifications. So and so has accepted your follow request, and that's it. And you're like, "All right, you're a cunt." <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, even in the the start of the hook, it's like uh, if you press log out, you get forgotten. What a post, but a reminder how just how boring our lives are. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. I, I think everyone's gone through where you're sending like your, when f- you're like, what do I caption this? I don't want it to be really shit. Then he puts up some generic stuff and it is shit anyway. But like, at the end of the day, uh, this is my personal opinion. It could be dead wrong. Um, but like, the only things I care about in Instagram are like, uh, if someone, like one of my close friends posts something that is somewhat interesting or if someone I care about, like, it's fair enough. Um, funny stories uh, people that are like actually pursuing something uh, pursuit wise or if uh, if I'm pursuing someone else <laughs> but, <laughs> so they're, they're the only things I really care about and most of the time like I would say 95% of the posts on it aren't that so I just don't care <laughs> but yeah man rant over
0: Care <laughs> okay, what <are> you saying <laughs> What track we know? <laughs> <laughs> um nah, that, that is fair. That is fair. Influences <laughs> are colour. <clones>. Twitter's worked. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> i would sell out in a man. <laughs> <Demon. laughs> so would I. But at least I did it. <laughs> right. Um, uh, he, yeah, with this track like thought it was actually a bit harder to follow unless you're consciously listening for the start anyways and then after the first verse and the chorus you get into his like it's kind of like a bridge between himself and chance <laughs> but um yeah then it's very on the nose what he's talking about which i kind of liked as well it is obviously very relevant and i like it's a topic of discussion that i think anyone can have their say in. uh but then chance i actually like chances verse. it was like it doesn't the delivery isn't nearly as good as you're saying like Sabbath's delivery is unbelievable on this track but chances is quite average but what he's actually saying is kind of cool it sounds like when you're first reading it unless you're thinking into it it's just a bit shit <laughs> <laughs> like he said was everybody my kid now everybody got pampers everybody's on me now everybody got cameras and then all of them scratching their head now ain't nobody got dandruff but uh <laughs> Yeah, what he's actually saying kind of makes sense. He's saying people are relying on him, people are asking him for stuff, and then people scratching their head now. So people are giving him solutions, even though they don't have the problem. So, yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's a nice enough verse. And then, um, oh, I actually didn't like the outro. Though. <laughs> there was a few outros in this album that they're a bit unusual, but I can get behind this one I wasn't a big fan of. But, um, <laughs> yeah, then two kind of uh, upbeat tracks are... Neutral tracks, then it moves into grey. So I'm gonna let Johnny touch on this one first. Oh man, let me go on a tangent. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is um, I would say
1: this, along with Smiler, probably the tracks that I haven't as much. But this is a track that again grew in me more over time. Um, it this is kind of I would say this is a bit more into delves into its own theme almost. Um, it's not really. It is a bit straight off from the uh, from the main theme it's not a bad thing I think it's still a good track uh, but it's it's kind of like industry struggles and all that kind of stuff stuff that I would I would experience every day anyway um, <laughs> uh, like whenever I'm trying to, are
2: they paying you Johnny it's, they no paying it's you? like
1: when I'm trying to put up the podcast and then there's like you and you and Caitlin are like oh no we can't put that up <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, oh, no, he's made this look bad Caleb <laughs> that's
0: Alex that's not well, I'm,
1: I'm like chained to my chair here I can't move <laughs> I'll just call out Alex uh, oh man no it's like that song is probably on the B-side Drake
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's oh, kind of like it is things like it's understandable where you've you heard our By industry struggles a lot of people stay independent now because um, like an artist will write a song and uh, the the label will take it a complete different way because they think that's going to make the most the most money even though the song could completely be different it won't even be the song anymore but uh, I don't know it's it's a bit like uh, is Saba independent? I don't think so or does he have his own label? I'm
2: not sure yeah,
1: so um, I don't know if like this is past experience for him. It, like, probably is, but like the hook. I know Chance is independent. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Maybe he does label. <laughs> 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 um. But yeah, man. I think he, I think this is a cat call to Drake. The single that was the one that wasn't. A- <laughs> but that's the one that's going to make you the hottest in the game. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good song. It's not like. It, it it did grow on me more than it did at the start. I didn't really enjoy it at all at the start, but like I'd be able to listen to it like contently. Um, But again, it wouldn't be overly interested in it. Um, But again, like you boys could, could absolutely love the song. Mm.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, as you said, like the, yeah, like this the song doesn't really fit the vibe of the, not the vibe, but like, you know, the narrative in a way. I'm like, like, like this would probably be the track that doesn't fit like wouldn't like you could you, like you could have like this song could could not even be on the project and you would still kind of just yeah. you know it, I, I think if it went from log out to prom King that could have worked you know but um no like i think it, it fits what it, it kind of it, it it's it, it is what it is it kind of it says what it says and it does what it say uh, says in the tin kind of kind of song where like i think with the hook for me the hook is probably the, it's just probably the weakest hook in the project, but it's straight to the point you know like you can't, like it's very, it's very direct, you know, there's no subliminal mm-hmm. messages, there's no, you know, a metaphor. It's just, it's very straightforward. <laughs> and I, I think it works like that, that like, I think it, like, t- like for like for to actually put bring that point across, I think it, it has to do that for the song. You know, I think some of the lines here are really good. It goes success with no college. We barely even considered don't even be um, with, well, like with them um, niggas infat- infatu- infatuated with plastic. I thought that was a nice line and then it goes first they want want hip hop then they wanted gorilla and and then a drug dealer and then a dancer now they want a drug addict i'm just like sick that's a really good line um mm-hmm. i think verse 2 wasn't as strong but then the like his flow in verse 3 was unreal like uh, my, my favorite lines here were he was like altered alternating the atti- the altitude offering the thought for food off, um authoring the art that moved. i thought that was a really nice combination of of words there um, and then he goes like well, this. This last thing he goes, um, giving it. He said basically uh, giving him my all. Um, these melodies, therapy. I I keep it th- thoroughly pivot pivot the the legacy. Um, how how could they not how could they not be moved? You know, kind of just kind of bigging up um, pivot gang big up like you know basically him working at his craft, him doing that kind of stuff. You know, I essentially like just saying like you could say like f the label. I'm still gonna do my thing. In a way, you know, I'm still going to do this, you know, do this music thing with my heart and my soul. And like, you know, and yeah, like, I think it was a really good premise. Um, I think the, the piano, the piano was in the track that kind of had a gospel feel to it. Um, Yeah, kind of, I think it worked really, really well. And I think, yeah, I think there was a beat change as well in this at some point. I think at the end, yeah, like see the like, very the, end. Yeah. Everything is
0: great. Yeah. Everything is great.
2: Yeah. Like that kind of like live drum kind of live drum feel was really sick mm-hmm. I really like the so I really enjoyed the track um really really enjoyed it um but in terms of the, the hook was a little bit weak weaker but the track overall was was pretty solid. Killing, what mm-hmm. you saying?
0: Yeah, I actually like the track as well. I think as well with the hook for me it was just too long it dragged out the song too much for mm-hmm. what you were saying it doesn't hold as much re- relevance as the other tracks. I don't know why you'd make it this long. Mm. Um, and I think the hook is to blame for that. The hook just drags out. I don't know if it actually is that long, but it feels long when you're listening to the track. Um, mm. So yeah, maybe something else, different hook or even kill the hooks because I really like that switch at the end as well when verse three. on
2: me, careful me, careful me. Oh, it's like, it's oh, so sick. good. It just,
0: it, it's like the <laughs> most aggressive and raw we've seen them up to this point and it just oh, plays so in perfectly into the next track, which is why for that reason, I think it does work. Mm. Like coming before um, Prom King because you see that kind of aggression and they can go over that raw. Like, we talked about how his flow and his delivery is different in all these tracks, but it's the first time we see like him actually being aggressive, Mm. which is, um, yeah. So for that reason, I liked it, but yeah, the too long, in my opinion, that's the only thing that I really faulted over being too long and the hook dragging out of it. But, um, (laughs) saying that's too long, (laughs) it comes with, um, a track that I think has to be this long and we can talk about this for fucking ages, yeah, but um, a timer. realistically <laughs> Yeah, realistically we can't do it the justice it deserves and uh it's something that for I think everyone needs to listen to because there's a lot of talk people talk about Dave's tracks that are long, like Leslie and stuff, but in my opinion the shit's all over yeah. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Alex, you start off with prom game for us. No, yeah, like um this is unbelievable that's all i'm like that's, that's not all i want to say but i was gonna say that's all i want to say but no nah. <laughs> mic drop
1: mic drop cut him off <laughs> it's like
2: oh, uh, nah uh shit is like it's so it's just so rich like this like this this essentially encapsulate the encapsulates the album um like yeah. such like it's just so so well written it's so well put together it's just like, it's crazy because like, I don't know what you guys think, but like the production was not that complicated, you know, like, you know, it was oh, very, so simple. man. It, it was, was just so piano simple. kind of kind of had like a jazz gospel fusion to it. And it just had mm-hmm. a nice vibe, kind of like, you know, moody. But like just the way he was just, you know, like kind of, you know, obviously starting off with like, you know, ta- kind of talking about like how, you know, that his first interaction with Walter, then realizing like they actually lived close by together. And then like this brotherhood of them playing basketball together. And then it goes into like the prom the prom part where, like, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, he got him a date and then all this stuff. And he's like, you know, he's, 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 try, he's he, like, he's, um like, you know, he's, 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 he's trying to smash as well. And it's like, his, 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 like, his, his, um, I think his granddad gives him a condom and all this kind of stuff. Just like all these little nuances, like, in, in this, yeah. in this track were just unbelievable. And, and like, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is to a certain degree, like, relatable, like, you know, like, you know, like kind of childhood friend essentially. And just, um, beautiful, beautiful track. Some, some lines I really, I really like in this was like, he goes, um, Tomorrow if you're free, um, you, you're probably weak as shit, though. I know my brother not, so three of us went went, went to the park and ran some niggas off the court. Thought that was a really, really hard line. Kind of, you know, like those um, five aside days and things like that, you know, kind of reminded me of that. Um, and then he goes, um, Gave, um, like, I love this, and he goes, um, Gave her the croissant or, 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 or Cassage or whatever the fuck, just put it on. Just, I'm just put it on a, on her hand, Malik. You know, it kind of goes to his mom, mother's yeah. perspective. I was like, like that. The way he, the way he put like that line together was just so. It was just unbelievable. You know, like yeah. I don't know, like I don't know what you guys think, but sometimes like you know, is this just an, a, another level of rap, another level where like it's. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just it was, yeah, like, like, like that t- line was just
0: touching rude. on that. Like he does different dialogues for the whole thing, and they just mesh yeah. so well, like so yeah. well. Like, yeah. doing like from his mother's perspective, and he does, uh, I think, his auntie's perspective later on. But, like, it, yeah. it's not cringy, it's not like that. It works so well.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's insane 100%. Yeah, like, another line. Well, I won't go too long. Another, another line, I'll do one more line. Another line, it goes overly popular for somebody that they barely mention. And it goes. Um, plus, we we from the part of the city that they barely mentioned that that would really nice. And then, like, just just to wrap it up on my end, um, love the lines here at the very like the very very end. I think I don't know who's singing there, but it goes. Just another day in the ghetto. All the sweets bring uh, sorrow. Can't get up today. In the, in the ghetto. Yeah, and beautiful. then it goes. Um. So yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Um. It goes. So, sorry, can't get up today. Um with the schedule. Um I just hope I make it till tomorrow. I thought that was just it was kind of like very stark and very kind of i don't know super sad it kind of i don't know it kind of you know it's this is this is a reality for you know people you know like you know people it's like in the states for like minorities so it was kind of like just honing that point in like just holding that point you know that that the the reality of all this you know and it's just you know like these people that you know have families and like you know they they're you know like you know relationships and experiences and like you know life just life was gone just like that so soon um but yeah that's all that's what i have to say with by prom about prom prom slash king johnny what are you saying Shit, <laughs> <laughs> get out of here uncle. <laughs> no it's
1: a good it's a good, great track um yeah it's as you were saying um yeah man this is way better than taves leslie like no hate to that track it's it's okay um this track doesn't feel like it's almost eight minutes long. Like you listen to it and you're just kind of, it's very easy to follow. Um, And yeah, it's it's just very well written the whole way through because you have so, when you have such a long track, you have many, you have so much room for error (laughs) and he, he doesn't, he doesn't like, there's no part of the track where I'm like, all right, why'd you write that? or like do you know mm. when, when someone says something like hard and then the next line so followed up so poorly like there's no you don't really get that in the song i don't think um even the start of it is kind of touching straight away onto the uh theme of the album is like just remind me before we had insomnia sleeping peacefully never needed a pile of drugs everybody was college bound no dollar amounts it's kind of like that innocent childhood dream where there's no life issues um mm and then I know this tracks pretty much in relation to his like relationship with, um, there's like, there's, so I don't, know there's just a lot of lines. Like you, as Kaylin said, you have to listen to the track to actually appreciate it. But, um, uh, Walter invisible dodge death, like a mad magician more times than a magician. mathematician. Yeah. It's just oh, I, crazy. Yeah. Line. It's so, it's so, it's so good. <laughs> and then it's just like all the, double meanings in it is just so good uh i think the end of the track is savage before the even were saying that whole like i was trying to when i was uh doing notes because i had to do it for just i was doing it for this track and i was just like all right do i copy and paste the whole verse <laughs> um because there's just so much there's just um and it's kind of i was uh when i said earlier it was like uh His life was going class after Bucket List. I saw how um, I just dropped Bucket List Project. Walt's about to drop a tape. Everything's going perfect. Couldn't paint a better way. Pivot Gang is on the way. We just sold out Lincoln Hall. Then I went to talk to Sway. And then it's like maybe another four to eight lines. Like complete. It's just gone. It's like, hello, Malik, have you or Squeak talked to my son today? He was just on the train. (laughs) Um, It goes very dark very quickly and it's kind of like that depressing thing in life where it's like everything's going perfect one minute and then one action I know it's a pretty big thing in this case but like one thing can just flip it um upside down Mm -hmm. so puts it into context really well it's
0: unreal track yeah um I can't really add much else onto that other than just saying what I said already it's something you have to listen to for yourself because I've listened to this track it's one that I don't skip for how long it is. Yeah. And it's probably the same. And uh, mm. it's just every time I listen to it, it's just something else you pick up on because it's so long. Like there's always going to be something. But um, yeah, like splitting the two tracks from Prom and King, obviously that's clever. And then as well, like his style of rapping in each one he seems more mature in the second one. Just like the perspective of him talking in the first one. A lot of the times he comes off as that awkward, quiet guy that he touches on a lot. But um, in the second one, he seems a lot more sure of himself. And that's probably due to Walt and the influence he had on him up to this point. But uh, yeah, no, it's a really, really good song. And um, like you'd almost think this is a good ending. Obviously, it ends abruptly. You'd think this is a good ending to the album. But then uh, the track that follows it heaven all around me is, well, it's one of the best outros I've heard on an album. <laughs> for me anyways but uh, yeah Johnny what do you think of heaven all around me yeah shit yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, your <laughs>
1: yeah it's really
0: nice like it,
1: uh, could, it's so nice I don't like my uh, vocabulary is not that advanced so I, <laughs> I don't know um, what else to say it's like yeah, Alex you're starting to it ask like I can't feel your pain but I can see the stars. stars yeah this is so nice like just you just go with it <laughs> yeah um, it's a beautiful track it's one of the songs I remember as well pretty clearly from when we
0: seen him live just um, mm-hmm. yeah is this one where he tried to get us to sit down do you remember yeah, that yeah he tried to get everyone he, to sit not, down it was I pretty yeah,
1: I don't remember that but he, he, he was pretty does. like engaging with this track and I um yeah the big the big i think he was he was doing a wave dash um but yeah even the 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 outro is probably like contradicting because i'm getting i I would say you like it caitlin but it's just (laughs) (laughs) so repetitive but it's so i i love i think the outro is so nice it's kind of like uh do you know the intro to rugrats (laughs) if you just read it it's the
3: same it's the
1: exact same I get that I get that vibe from it (laughs) dude (laughs) dude (laughs) dude so uh, yeah I think I think he should have put like some some Rugrats credits on it but um, man we won't speak about that Uh, (laughs) yeah I think it's a really nice track really wraps up the album well Um, man did a man did a banging job so Alex
2: yeah, man. Um, yeah, good track. Honestly. It 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 works really well. Just ties in. It kind of like just kind of paints that, you know, that hope. Um, you know, even like I think he kind of like, you know, it kind of gave me that vibe of kind of closure in a way for him, you know, for like um like Wal- like Walter's family, Walter's mom. It kind of, you know, you know, it's it was very interesting. Like just the way he was kind of like he goes like um Kind of talking from Walter's perspective, you know, lying there, you know, mm. the paramedics are coming, but he knows, like, you know, it was like paramedics talk um, what he needs. He, need, he needs his oxygen. It kind of has that, you know, that kind of he had, he had that he had, a, he had, a, he had a, that sample to it at the background, uh, and then yeah. he goes, um, "I promise you." He goes, "I promise you all, I'm not, I'm not a ghost." And then he goes, um, and, and, and Saba then you know, in Walter's perspective, goes uh, yelling, at "My brother, I'm here, um, regardless of how loud um, they don't hear." And then, like one, w- w- some imagery here is really, really well put together. He was like chalk line, um, outline the shape of my shadow. Um, ha- ha- hand goes straight through the wall. Um, if I try to touch, you know, that kind of thing, where like you know, he feels like like I don't, obviously no one knows what it's like after <laughs> you die, but just that like that picture, you know, um, kind of um, yeah, it was just it was very interesting, and I think it kind of um, kind of you know, you know, Walter's in a better place. And yeah, so it, for me, they kind of gave, it, even as a listener, I just kind of felt some peace as well. You know, like, you know, I, I think it kind of Saba seems to be in a better place, um, you know, from the way he wrapped the album up. And um, I hope he's in a better place as well. But yeah, like I thought it really it worked really, really well um, wrapping up the album. And yeah, like from Prom King to that, it was just, it was very, very, the segue between Prom King and um, Heaven All Around Me was just really, really nice. I think it, it wrapped the project well. Kaylin, um, what were you saying?
0: Yeah, I think that's perfect. Um he like the transition from his pers- like way of viewing it in from Prom King to this is completely different. I know he's talking from Walt's perspective, but obviously he's just um, as you said, he's kind of come to some kind of peace with it. Uh like that's just the tone of the song itself. Obviously what he's saying could contradict that. But um yeah, it's kind of like a dreamy instrumental. Uh, mm and just reflecting on Walt's death but yeah this same thing where he's talking from his perspective and he's saying like uh, yelling at my brothers like I know that I'm here regardless of how loud they don't hear walking through the crowd they shed tears I know I did not disappear so you can take it from both sides it is like obviously it's a sad situation regardless of what way you take it but um yeah um I think it was an ending that was needed uh like some kind of you can kind of take some peace with it because otherwise it'd be a bit of a heavy hitting fucking album,
2: <laughs> but, yeah. Cliffhanger, yeah. like proper yeah, bad exactly.
0: Cliffhanger. Um, yeah. but no, I really liked it and yeah, contradict myself again and say I really like the outro
2: too.
0: <laughs> 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 that's just because I like the rubber, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: That's all I have to say about this track and the project itself. I'll let you touch on. If you want to give your, your ratings on your favorite tracks, I'll start with Johnny Gets Annoyed in my pick him, so I'll start with Alex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, like, I honestly, great, great project. Um, yeah, Sabahs just did his thing on this one. Um, very, very impressed. Um, even, like, I don't know, just delivery, production. I think him and, because I, like, I don't know if you guys saw the NPR Tiny Desk. Is it NPR Tiny yeah. Desk? yeah. I think two him and him and his two like two mates of the two producers produced the whole project, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like very just you could see like the effort that went into this and even like, you know, obviously him having to experience this, you know, um blessed us with such an amazing, honest, honest work. And it's just it was it's just it's it's just unreal. Um unreal album, you know, production wise, you know, lyrics, um, theme, everything just works really, really well. And like definitely if if you want if you haven't heard saba before definitely check check care for me out um i gave this album 8 out of 10 um i thought it was honestly solid i'm just saying the same things over and over again but um like um no, honestly good 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 album solid consistent um it's going to be interesting to see what he comes up with next it's going to be hard to top this one cuz it was very a very personal album i think these type of albums are the ones that like, you know, for me, they're usually the highlights of someone's, someone's career in terms of like, kind of, I don't know, I don't know, you know, like like that connection point, you know, that kind of vulnerability, that kind of human element, you know, yeah. Um, so I don't know how he's going to top this, but hopefully he can give us a different perspective on something, just, you know, you know, and something different, you know, you know, just to give us some, I don't know, whatever he wants to do, but I'm, I'm looking forward to his next, next release. Um, Johnny, what are you saying, bro? Um, yeah I think it's a bad album
1: I'm not going to go back <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, no I thoroughly enjoyed it uh, big ups to Saba's the well, first project I listened to Bucket List Project afterwards which I also really um, I don't think like it's a, it's a very easy album to listen to the whole way through uh, he was really good live I'd love to see him again um, I'm looking forward to what he's releasing next because the snippets I've heard on Instagram, like Instagram Live is only so much you can I've enjoyed it. Uh and yeah, I don't know, like Busy Sirens, as I said, it's probably one of my favorite tracks, like written, like rap tracks. Um, Rom King's probably the best storytelling track I've heard. Um and then yeah, like tracks like life. So like they'd probably, even though I don't really want to do right, and they're probably my three for this album. busy, busy Sirens life and Prom King, in no particular order. <laughs> um, I'd probably rate the album eight and a half out of ten, just because I've listened to it so much and I don't get sick of it. So um, excited to hear. What it's kind of same same with Alex. I don't know if he can top this one. I really hope he can. Man, happy days for him and me. Payday for him. Good for me. Uh, so. <laughs> Some to review, yeah. That's it, yeah, man. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, not another Drake album.
3: <laughs>
0: There'll probably be another one before Savage, probably be like three more. Uh... <laughs> Walk down the street, and one hit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, for me, this solid album, uh, tops the bucket list quite a bit, even though I love that album too. Uh. As personal as it is, I think that's probably why he had so few features on it. And there Mm. wasn't even many points in it that I thought this could have done with a feature, which is rare. Uh, Maybe gray, because it just felt long. Maybe that's why. I don't know. But yeah, for how personal it was, it did make sense to not have that many features, because I think the bucket list had a lot of them. Mm. And um, what he's going to release next is, yeah, it's questionable, because obviously, it can't be about the same thing, I presume. he will have to change it up, and he's gotten a lot more um, attention from this project than he did prior to it. I think a lot of people have listened to him since this. And he's had a lot of singles since, and most of his singles I enjoyed, but Mm. uh, they didn't hold to the same value of this, but his features have been strong. So like he is obviously strong at what he does, so I have no doubt that'll be a good album, regardless of what he drops, but whether it'll top this, I doubt it. I hope he proves me wrong. I'd give this an 8 out of 10 as well. And um, my favorite tracks on it would probably be Life and Life Fire Prom King. So I'll let you go. Alex, I don't think you said your favorite tracks, did you?
2: Oh, yeah. No, I didn't say that. Oh, yeah. I was thinking I didn't say that. But no, Prom King, like unbelievable. Um, fighter. And I actually said Grey. Um, that's okay. what I wrote here. So, but no, like Prom King, I don't know, like, I've never, I've, like, it's very few rap songs I've heard, like, are executed, like, as, like, I don't know what I'm saying, but basically, <laughs> like, executed as, as well as Prom King. Like, to be able to, like, just so descriptive, you know? So, so yeah. descriptive. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's like once in a lifetime type of track, you know? You know, like, to be able to make a track that good is just unbelievable. But yeah. Yeah. So, Prom, Prom King, Fighter, and Grey. That's what I wrote on for, for my favorite tracks, but oh yeah, that's me, man. Sick.
0: Cool. <clears throat> Anything else to add, Johnny? Um, no, man.
3: Like, uh, if, if anyone wants, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cut out there man. just cut out right <laughs> at the <laughs> end <laughs> if,
2: if, if anyone wants oh really so that, yeah, yeah, that's oh, what happened oh, that's, that's,
1: that's the intercession of God there I was asking for free money
3: oh brilliant
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so on that note we'll wrap it up here man I love the puns um, yeah. I'm a wordsmith
2: we're <laughs> yes. like, waiting for you to drop man
0: yeah, no. you go, wait, man. When you, wait, when you drop. <laughs> 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 I'm coming after No Name and J. Cole. Yeah, man, just get involved. <laughs> <laughs> just say her track was about me. <laughs> uh, right, oh, yeah. Shit. Wrap it up here. And until next time, hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, signed.
2: Sick, man.